Welcome to the messages of Cornerstone Anglican Church. When the mountains fall and the tempest rolls, you are with me. Dear friends, we have some very sad news to tell you this week. Our beloved Pastor Andrew, whose messages made this podcast so special, has passed away. Pastor Andrew's unique ability to bring the Word of God directly into our hearts has brought many of us into an intimate relationship with God. His theological insight and the earthy faith that shines through his teaching will continue to inspire us. In this poignant episode, Pastor Andrew charts a course for us into the unknown. We all at some point hit things that put us off course, get under our skin, gives us anxiety and fear and sometimes panic. As I'm giving thought to how do we deal with worry, anxiety and fretting, I realised that I was born broken. I had problems in my heart. At the age of nine, had an operation and I was fixed, at least to a certain extent. And I came out really alive. Before I went and had this operation, I couldn't walk from here to the front door without having to stop and rest. But when I had the operation, I was alive. I could do all those things. And I would do them all. The doctors had warned my parents that I may never be good at study and I will never put on weight. Well, I think both of those things got broken. As I look back over the life I've led, God has been instrumental in my life. I remember saying to my wife, why did this happen to me? Why me? Couldn't this happen to somebody else? And she pointed out that this is for the glory of God. And that's certainly what it is. Any story I tell, any thought that I may try to unpack has always been with the intention of trying to connect heaven and earth, to bring heaven to earth. But more than that, because we don't really have the power to do that, but to actually see when God touches earth in a very real way. And it's those events that we need to recognize, acknowledge, and look back on as we face the crises that are currently before us. One of the outcomes of the effect of sin in our lives is a complete mistrust of God. Even as Christians committed to following Jesus Christ, we often mistrust God's directions, purpose, and provision. This comes out in a variety of ways. Fear, anger, anxiety, worry and fretting. These often occur when we are trying to control things that are out of our ability to control. They also eat away 
at the very thing that we are meant to control, ourselves. And one of the hard lessons of this life is there's only one person that we control, and that's ourself. And whatever situation that confronts us, whatever need that we might have, any miracle that we might call for from God, in his action will always move firstly to deal with us, to take away the anxiety, take away the worry, and take away the fretting. Now, worry is also referred to in the scriptures fretting. Fretting is an agitation of the mind, an irritation or vexation. It is to stress oneself with constant regret, discontent or worry. It can also mean to gnaw, to consume, to torture or to wear away with gnawing. It is a slow and gradually destructive action like the action of frost, rust or corrosion. Psalm 37 not only identifies the corrosive nature of worry, anxiety and fretting, but gives God's positive answers and promises in regard to the type of situations that cause such worries. For instance, fret not yourself because of evildoers. Their time is coming. Trust in the Lord and do good. God provides the necessities and our desires of our hearts. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Cease from anger, for it only causes harm. The meek will inherit the earth and delight in the abundance of peace. And little a righteous person has is better than the riches of the wicked. But sometimes the situation calls us to be contented, no matter what's coming. There's much more in that psalm that I'd like you to find out for yourself. Worry leads to anxiety or an anxious state. The way we think leads to those feelings of emotions and anxieties. And when you're in the heat of that, and someone says, oh, you're just thinking wrong, you throw it away. No, 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 I'm feeling that. And you are feeling it, but your head's telling you what to feel. And sometimes you've got to come to grips with the thought processes that will bring a quiet presence to the rest of your being. There are six basic essentials for living. When one of these rights is threatened, self-preservation signals danger to our personality. It is expected that a person who is trying to run his or her own life will worry. He or she has no heavenly father's promise of provision and must take the full responsibility for ensuring and meeting those needs for him or herself. So what are those basic needs? There's six of them. Acceptance. It's a sense of belonging, being thought well of, feeling loved and cared for by someone. Often sometimes in our wanting to be loners, we sort of 
push that away. We don't need other people's support. But a very deep part of us does need that. And when that is being threatened, we get quite anxious. Accomplishment, a longing to do something worthwhile, to leave a mark in history or society, making the most of the time, talents and opportunities. And often in the ins and outs of life, such accomplishment is denied or daunted. Provisions, having food, housing, clothes and money to meet needs. And we failed often to understand just how dependent we are on the provisions that others bring to us. But when those things are not there, or the means to get them are not there, then that causes anxiety and worry. Possessions. Having things that we can call our own. Goods, items, possessions or belongings we can use in the business of living. And it's amazing just how strong an influence that has on us. In my days working in Teen Challenge in King's Cross, I would often be on the road doing tours, preaching and teaching. And after a week away, I arrived back at our King's Cross Centre to find that our accommodation was gone. And I said, well, where's all my gear? Oh, we don't know. So I went my way around the centre and found a cupboard. And there was all my gear thrown into the cupboard. There wasn't a lot there, but it was mine. So we do have that sense when they're threatened and bring anxiety. Safety. To be guarded against illness, disability, being in good health, protected from hurt, danger or disaster. And we can see that that is really so important. But we also understand that when that safety is threatened, we tend to worry and go to anxiety and sometimes to fretting. I think fretting is the progression from anxiety, worry, and then fretting. And fretting is one of those things you don't seem to be able to get over, and yet there are ways. Security, assurance of the future, whatever tomorrow may bring, a sense of short direction as we venture into the unknown. And for most of us, that has impacted us hard at this time. Some of us just have no idea how we're going to come out of this or what might come out of this. It is, in all senses, a movement into the unknown. Worry and anxiety that arises out of it are a direct result of concluding that God is not bigger than my immediate problem. The frustration results because we try to do it all by ourselves and thus assume the responsibility of the situation over which we have no immediate control. That responsibility belongs to God alone. The spiritual dynamic relates to our personal rights. So the principle of personal rights is to allow God 
to work supernaturally in our lives as we yield all our personal rights to him. Now, we need to note this is not handing over our rights to others. This is handing our rights to God. It operates on the foundation of Jesus' statement in Matthew 5, verse 5. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. A meek person is one who has yielded all possessions and rights to God and who sees thereafter that all that they are and own belong to God. Note that we are to be meek towards God but not to other human beings. We are to be humble before God and others. Meekness is not weakness, nor is it an insipid type of humility that allows people to walk all over us. Both Moses, in Numbers 12, verse 3, and Jesus, in Matthew 11, verse 29, are renowned for their meekness. Neither were considered weak and insipid by those who opposed them. True meekness and humility reside in those who are completely yielded to God, who obey, love and serve him in all things. So what are the benefits of meekness? It gives us the power to live supernaturally by faith. In other words, to expect God to turn up where he's promised to be, to walk the distance with him, despite the circumstances. To acknowledge his control over the circumstances that seem to be going into chaos before us. And that somehow or other he will move this to our advantage. Now that will become stronger than ever. And he moves in peculiar ways. Sometimes in the little things. Remember in my days at Teen Challenge or my early days working with them I was living at Moore College in Sydney as an engineering student. And one of the students had come back from the weekend with this box of oranges. And he says, oh, who can use some oranges? And they were a lot. And I says, oh, I'll have them. I'll take them up to Teen Challenge. So that night I took up the oranges to Teen Challenge and walked through the door and everyone was excited and glad to see me, but they were glad to see the oranges. And they said, we prayed for oranges this morning and you walk in tonight with them. God can also be overabundant. I remember a farmer delivering a ton of watermelon. We were in watermelon morning, day and, and night. It was just incredible. But the other element of that trust, that meekness, is have the victory over anger and worry. Because anger and worry will always lead away from that trust in God, that confidence in him. The results of violation of the principle is a stubborn and rebellious spirit. In 1 Samuel 15, verses 22 and 23, Samuel said to King Saul, Has the Lord as great a delight in birth offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? The whole to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams. For rebellion is of the sin of witchcraft, 
and stubbornness is iniquity and idolatry. Because you rejected the word of the Lord, he's also rejected you from being king. And that outworking occurred in Samuel's kingdom. But the principles are there. We can sacrifice like it's going out of style and really not impress God when he wants obedience instead of sacrifice. Now, obedience may at times involve sacrifice, but sacrifice itself cannot make up for disobedience. And God has called us to have an obedient spirit. You can produce an anxious spirit in Philippians 4 verse 7, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. And then Jesus in Matthew 6 says, Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And then finally, we can get an angry spirit, an incredibly reactive spirit. In Ephesians 4, Paul writes, Be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Then further on in verse 30, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamour and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Overcoming worry. First you need to find that right thing, that right that you have that is being denied the thing that has taken place to make you worry. Focus upon the thing that has caused you to feel worried as you do. Write them down under our headings. Acceptance, accomplishment, provision, possessions, safety, security, and you might come up with some others. Give this right back to God and ask him to take care of the situation which has now become his property. And then take your needs to God and let him worry about them. Let us pray. Father God, I've sinned against you and I've conducted my life in my own strength and power. Forgive me for my actions that have hurt you and others.
I invite Jesus into my life as Lord and Saviour and commit myself to follow you wherever you may go. I confess to being worried and anxious and I give my rights over to you. I walk in meekness toward you and trust you will perfect and provide for me as I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you'd like to hear more great messages, check out our Facebook page or look us up on the net at cornerstone-church.com.au.